0: Oh yeah. Actually, no, I gotta fix something here quick. Hold on.
1: Salutations and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA podcast. I honestly don't know how many more times I can say that this year before Cecil finally gets off his lazy ass, finishes his damn MBA, and makes something of himself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Blue Shark 45, and I've already given away one of the members of this recording tonight. But we're just going to ignore him for now and move on to the more exciting, more alluring, more attractive member of tonight's show, Daymok. Daymok, how you doing, bud?
2: Hey, I'm doing really fucking good, man. Not as sexy as you are, but I'm I'm trying to work on it here, man. How you doing? I am doing
1: well, sir. Thank you for asking. You're looking pretty good, man. Don't don't doubt that. Don't doubt yourself, man. Don't doubt yourself. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you're into long hair, glasses, and red shirts, we have Cecil Xavier in the house. Cecil, how you doing, bud?
0: There's a really good chance I'm throwing up tonight.
1: Well, you know, bombs will do that to you, my friend. They will do that to you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is A Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, and we have to get into what we're drinking tonight so let's make our way back around the room and uh, talk about Cecil and his beverage of choice tonight what are you partaking in tonight or have already partaken in tonight and are starting to park and take in in this moment
0: like you said a whole lot of words there and I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to understand them all but there's probably a good 30 40% that I didn't catch but What I'm drinking, what I have been drinking is a lot. Started off, I, uh, I met some people from where I used to work. We, we said as soon as, you know, quarantine was starting to lighten up, we'd all go out, grab some sushi and tie one on. So that's what we did. So I am full of sushi and a bunch of sake bombs and a bunch of Jameson and a bunch of Sapporo. And now I am maintaining with a nice, cool, crisp emperor. I really like emperor. It's uh, it's it, like it's skunky. It smells so skunky, and it it's got that really bitter aftertaste, that lingering aftertaste that stays with you for a while. But the attack really smooth for an IPA or an HPA, as they like to say. If the attack is really smooth, it's really nice. It's a nice end of night drinker you know end of night's a good finisher uh, but it's also a good starter too um, I wouldn't make this an all-night drinker like I wouldn't say yeah let's let's plow down through a 30 rack of hamburger but if you're gonna have a few just to start or end the night I think that's a solid plan really really nice as I said if you like bitter bitter on the tail end bitter on the finish really good Really good uh, yummy beer. And don't be afraid because it smells like it's skunked. It really isn't.
1: How bad's that skunk taste though?
0: It's like it's not there. The attack on it is really smooth, only taps almost taps out its sweet, and then the finish is very, very bitter. And the bitter stays with you. It's it's a long-lasting bitter. So if you like those beers that have that long-lasting bitter aftertaste, the kind that makes you lip smack, you know, as you're sitting there kind of like licking the back of your teeth, trying to trying to get that film off of it type of thing. If you like those type of beers, Hemper is for you. It's – it's I enjoy it. Uh, but I, I enjoy it because I enjoy a lot of different beers. What about you? What are you drinking?
1: Um – so I've been drinking, which is rare. I usually don't really drink before the show, but um, I am partaking in a uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Um, so this is uh, from Lexington and uh, the Bre- It's Lexington Brewing Distillery company uh, in addition to it actually being in Lexington. And it's a, uh, it's a very high alcohol content ale. Uh, it's 8.2%. Comes in a four pack and, uh, it's got a very mellow taste for an ale, but you can definitely pick up the hints of like bourbon, like the vanilla notes. You're, so it's, it's almost like you're taking a swig of beer with a little bit of, uh, spiked with a little bourbon in it but uh it doesn't have that strong burning presence that you get out of a bourbon it's very good uh it's kind of a darker colored ale um but uh i find this to be one of my favorites i saw it I was in a restaurant in tampa when i had it and i had it with a, a serving of chicken and waffles The jalapeno uh, syrup is very good. Um, and I ordered this because I was like, hell, why not? That sounds delicious. A bourbon barrel. I like that idea. So it's a very good beer, and apparently they make several um different ones. They got like coffee ones, they they do IPAs, they do lagers, they do I think the vanilla one was a Hefeweizen. Um, I can't remember which one the tequila one was. I think I want one of those too. Um So they they definitely have some variety. I've never tried any of those, but I do recommend this.
0: What's the finish like?
1: The finish is uh it's got a, like a dark note to it. Um So it's got like kind of a darker vanilla kind of taste at the end. Um, I wouldn't say dark like a coffee. I just say that it's it's definitely uh, definitely an ale, but you, it adds it has a little bit of a darker note to it. Um, I'm not really sure how to describe that per se. Um, this is also my. Third one, so a little loopy on the details. What's the ABV? Eight point two.
0: That's solid. That's that's a that's a good that's a good yeah. buzzer.
1: It is. Um feel a good buzz on the first one when you don't have anything in your stomach.
0: Say this Hemmerer is only seven, and I'm feeling a buzz, but I mean I drank a lot before it.
1: Oh yeah. So nah, no sake bombs. But uh Damok. What are you partaking in this evening, my good sir?
2: Uh, Well, I went to Total Wine, and I picked up a whole bunch of stouts. And I'm really excited to drink the stouts. Except I got home not in time to get them in the fridge fast enough to cool any of them off. And it's, you know, like 96 fucking degrees here. So, yeah, they rode in the trunk for about an hour to get where they needed to go because we stopped at other places. So they're in the fridge. I'm still waiting. So instead, while I was there, the girlfriend said, Hey, we need some cheap beer because I'm making jambalaya and jambalaya needs beer. Okay, so I picked up this shit called Dry Crispy, it's by Bingo Beer, right? It looks like a basic bitch beer can, right? It is the red and white stripe, it says Dry Crispy. Tall boy, it's 4.4%. I picked it up not thinking anything because it kind of just looks like it's going to be a, a tall Budweiser, Bud Light, you know, a cheap beer. Get it home, I show it to her after dinner, I crack it open like fuck it, it'll be like Bud White, and I'll just I'll pound this thing, it'll be nothing, and I'll throw it away. Well, I start to drink it I'm like, wow, that, that's a very interesting taste. I, I can't quite figure out what it is, and she tastes it and she's like, oh, it's, it's fucking gross. It is a collaboration with the North American Sake and Chef Adam Hall of Siazon. It's a dry lager brewed with koji rice and barley for the dry and hop additions of Huel, H-U-E-L-L, melon, and lemon drop for the crispy bite to it. It's better than Paps, but it would be like drinking a higher-end Paps or higher-end Budweiser, I don't really know how to describe it. I would not go out of my way to purchase it, but it was a very interesting beer to have.
0: It, like, your description makes it
2: sound fucking amazing.
0: Well,
1: right. your, your, your description in comparison to Paps is setting the bar kind of low in my book, though.
2: And, you know, the description sounded good once I started reading it, and then, you know, I, I've just finished it, and I went... Honestly, I bought a four pack of it for ten bucks, and they're the tall boys, right, it's a, it's a pint. So I was like, okay, I'm going to finish, well I'm going to give two for her to make her jambalaya, and then I'm going to finish the the other one of these, and it's not bad. Nothing that would actually go out of my way to purchase though. I'm really excited to break into all the the stouts that I got, because I got that dark age, but sadly it was still very warm when we started the podcast.
0: Alright, I got a quick question. Is that a blonde wig over there behind you? Because it looks like there's a blonde wig. Either that or it's a severed head. And I'm really hoping it's a wig.
2: Oh, it's it's a wig, dude. Sometimes I like to cosplay a little bit.
0: I'm okay with it. I'm not judging. I'm just hoping you'll include me.
2: Okay. I'll get my schoolgirl outfit, too, man. It would be a good fucking time.
0: (laughs) Nice. I'll get the buster sword going.
1: So... Quick uh, quick way to cool a beer. Take a paper towel, wet it, wrap it around the bottle, and then stick it in the freezer.
2: Yeah, I thought about throwing them in the deep freeze. Uh, well, but then I would come up here and then I would forget about them and then, you know, two hours into this fucking podcast and we start playing games and I'd be like, oh, fuck, there's beer in there. And then i I lose all the good <laughs> beer that I just purchased. So instead... <laughs> I grabbed a whole bunch of other beer because we just went to the we're making other stuff because fucking Cecil decided we should meet him at an Irish store and Selkie picked up an Irish cookbook. So yeah, now she there did. is imported, expensive imported Irish stout in the fridge downstairs so that she can use for some recipe that requires it. So while I was in the imported section of Total Wine, I picked up some Sapporo Black because it's my uh, favorite Sapporo.
0: I knew that was a Sapporo. I was looking at it I'm like, that looks like the star off of Sapporo. I'll bet money that's a Sapporo.
2: Oh, yeah. And I love Sapporo Black. Um, I'm not a big fan of the regular Sapporo, but Sapporo Black is so fucking good.
0: Well, dude, the regular Sapporo is just like, it's your typical lager. Like, it's, it's, it's non-offensive. It's straightforward. It's just a typical lager.
2: Yeah, and and I can drink it, especially if we're doing sake bombs or something like that. But if I was going to go to a a Japanese restaurant and eat sushi, I prefer Asahi overall. And if I really can, because hopefully somebody in there is Vietnamese, I can get Tiger Beer. And I love some Tiger Beer.
0: Tiger Beer is good.
1: It all tastes like Hennessy to me. They They just taste like Pilsner's.
0: You realize that I'm going to kick you off the show for that, or at least kick you off for being host for that.
1: No, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine by me. <laughs> All right. So, moving on into our state of games. Uh, so, le- for those of you who don't know, uh, state of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the last week. Or, um, as Cecil likes to add in, we can also pontificate uh, where we think the uh, s- the current state of games is in the world. So, uh, Cecil, what is your state of games?
0: I have actually worked out a little bit of time to play games, mostly last night and right before the show. <laughs> uh, I have been playing a game that Daymok actually... It's been on my wish list for a while now, but Dave Mock was like, I'm getting this game. So I'm like, well, dude, let me know if it's good. And then I was just like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to get it. So Generation Zero, I've been playing a bunch of that. Uh, when I say a bunch, I probably got maybe an hour and a half, two hours into it. Not Not much at all. Really not much at all. I spent a whole lot of time searching that first house when I should have moved on because there was nothing else in that house. It's very fun. It's a first-person survival-slash-stealth-slash-apocalyptic-slash-unity-engine game. It's fun. It's actually, it's really fun. It's, uh... I would almost put it, and maybe you get more ammo later on, but I would almost put it on the level of survival horror, because even though you get, like, I had 180 rounds... Of hollow points, and I'm like shit. 180 rounds? I'm I'm golden. I got into two fights, and I was out of ammo. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did I shoot 180 rounds in two fights? It's because these things that you're fighting—they're they're robots. They almost look like those, uh you know, those those walking dogs that MIT came out with. Like they look like that, and they, there's a whole bunch of different ones that look just like that. Like they're there's the upright one that walks on two legs. There's the ones that w- run around like dogs. And they take a few shots to take down. And there's probably a quick way of taking them down, but I haven't found it yet. Well, no, let me rephrase that. I have found it when they run straight at me and then I shoot them in the right spot and they explode and kill me with it.
2: Um, there's a, a tank on their backs. It's their weak point. So if you shoot the tank, they just blow up. So yeah. It takes one bullet. Yeah, I figured that
0: part out when they ran at me.
2: Yeah, no, I as my, I've purchased it, it is in my library. I need to install it on my desktop and sit downstairs and fucking play it. I'm really excited for it, but I have watched hours upon hours of gameplay, including if you didn't know when the first the game first came out, it was a wash. It was fucking awful. Yeah, it looked ba-
0: like it looked like it had potential, but it did not look polished when I first put it on my wish list. Now, though, it's like even the simple things like the like the volumetric fog and shit like that. It really looks good when you crank that shit up to ultra. Um, I mean, on my 4K monitor, I'm only getting about 45 frames a second on it when I have everything cranked up to ultra. But over on my 1080p monitor, I'm getting over 100 frames constantly. And it looks it looks good. I, I got it. It looks good. And it really looks like the Unity Engine to me. It, it, if it isn't, then I'll be surprised. But it's it's super fun. It's uh, it's easy to play. It's got stealth elements, which is nice because there's a lot of games out there that you just they hand you a gun and you're expected to run in and just blow shit up. This actually, you, you kind of benefit from not fighting every fight, and that's. That's an element that they don't, I don't find in games um, as of recently. You know, it's either they either go the the two extremes. they either go full stealth where you're really supposed to avoid everything, or they go full on balls to the wall like Doom where you're supposed to fight everything. And I don't really find that middle ground anymore. Uh, and, and I got to say, I'm 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 really enjoying that this middle ground that I found in this game
1: rip and tear until it is done.
2: Um, it does not use Unity. Oh, really? What's it use? Avalanche Engine. No shit! From Avalanche Studios Group. It's a Swedish video game developer and they have their own engine that's called Avalanche Engine. I had to look it up because I was super curious. It definitely looks like Unity, but it is not. Dude, it like
0: honestly when I started playing it, it felt like escape from Tarkov. Full on like like the controls, the feeling, the move around, the gravity, the physics, everything felt like Tarkov to me. Um that's why I was like dead set this has got to be Unity. But really it's their it's their own is it is it the company's engine like they developed the engine?
2: Uh, the game is self-published by Avalanche Studios. They developed their own engine.
0: No, sh- well, dude, you know what? I got to give them some props because this—I mean, I, personally, when I was playing it, it felt like a polished version of the Unity engine. So, if it's not the Unity engine, if it's actually their own engine, it feels pretty polished. Like I'm, I'm more impressed now than I was before. Like at first, uh, to be like I was playing it and I'm like, wow, this feels like they really grasped how the Unity engine works. They've really done a good job of of, of tapping out what the Unity engine can do. Like there's some simple shit, like when you're crawling, because you can go prone. When you go prone and you start crawling through high grass, the grass actually folds down in front of you. And that was like my one gripe in Tarkov. Is that as you'd run, as you'd go through grass, the grass would just phase through you, and you'd end up on the other side of the grass. And I was like, well, geez, that's it's fucking lame as hell. But in this, like, as you crawl through the grass, you actually watch the grass push down in front of you, as if your army crawling through of it and you're pushing it down. And I was like, wow, they really nailed that Unity engine. They really did a good job. But now that I know it's their own engine now, damn, I'm I'm actually I'm actually a little. Disappointed at myself that I bought it on sale. This is, I, this would be a full price game to me. Uh,
2: yeah, I had no idea. I've been watching hours of videos of it and it looks fantastic. I also thought it was Unity, but I'm looking at the Avalanche Studios group and they started developing open world projects and bases them on their proprietary Apex game engine, formerly known as Avalanche Engine.
0: Damn. Well, they get my vote. But other than that, my state of games is I've been playing some Marvel Quests. I do my dailies on my Marvel Quest each day. Uh, I have been messing around a little bit in War Thunder. I haven't actually been playing War Thunder. I have just been editing skins in War Thunder to put GNA on the side of like every frigging plane and tank that I own. So, uh, what about you, Damok? What is your state of games, man?
2: Uh, I am still stuck on a laptop, so I have been playing a little bit of RimWorld. I've touched the new Minecraft 1.16 update, but yet I started a new game, so I haven't been to the Nether yet. Um, yeah, other than that, I played a little bit of Stadia. And tried out how Stadia was going to work on a, I mean, the laptop that I have is a good work laptop. It was not meant for gaming in any way, shape, or form. Uh, So I wanted to see how Stadia was going to hold up, because we had been talking about Stadia. Uh, I had zero issues with Stadia running games, and I had zero hiccups. I loved it. Uh, Everything held up for the most part. I then decided off of uh, Cecil's recommendation to try the GeForce Now. And me being me, I wanted to make sure that I got the full, proper experience, so I think I gave them the $5, or is it $7, whatever, a month, and I got the GeForce Now. I don't like GeForce Now. Um, I'm really disappointed with it, honestly, overall. I have tried to play it several times now, and no matter what, I get these weird connection issues. And I thought it was maybe the server, so I've gone into their forms and tried that, and... I just cannot get the GeForce Now to work properly. It has a lot of latency, it has a lot of drop uh, when I'm trying to do stuff, and I've tried to play Path of Exile, right, and it wasn't set on maximum settings or anything, I tried to tone things down, I tried switching streaming from 1080 to 720, I cannot get GeForce Now to be a good experience, and it's, I'm really fucking disappointed. But it could be that, during the pandemic, with everything going on, that... Hey, everybody's kind of overloaded, and everybody's trying these new products out. I'm hoping that it, it fixes itself. I'm gonna give it another try on a hardwired connection because I am using five gigahertz wireless. Uh, so maybe when I get the desktop, I'll turn back on because you know I've been hiding upstairs with the new kitten and everything. Uh, yeah, I, hopefully that fixes all the issues that I have with it, and I can start to play those games because I would really like that experience. But other than that, uh, yeah, I've been just watching a lot of gameplay videos because this poor laptop can't handle anything.
0: <laughs> I'll be really interested to know what happens when you try it on a hardwired connection because I've tried it on both hardwire and 5 gigahertz. Actually, sorry. I've tried it on both wired and 2.4 gigahertz, and I really hadn't, haven't had personally any major issues with it. I mean, like War Thunder, I've had a couple of, of lag spikes in it, but I mean... Lag spikes that I would have expected playing War Thunder anyway. So I'm really interested to hear how it works on a hardwired connection for you.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm really curious to see if it works on a hardwired connection really well. Um, I did play Fortnite for the very first time, and I played it through the GeForce Now, and that was so difficult to play. It was really, really smooth until it said. I forget what that little connection error pops up. I posted it in Discord a bunch of times. But it came up with that little thing saying it was having some latency issues, and then it would freeze. Spotty connection? Yeah, spotty connection. And then it would freeze for like a second to two seconds, and then it would come back. But I have to say, me being a shitty fucking gamer, I must have played against some fucking children. Because the first ever Fortnite match that I've ever played, I won. (laughs) <laughs> I've never played the game my whole life, <laughs> but I won the first goddamn time I played it. I'm very excited and I immediately quit because it just says one game played, one game won. <laughs> nice. Quit while you're ahead. That's how I feel. All right, Blue, what are you doing on games, big guy?
1: So, I haven't been playing a lot. I've uh I haven't been reading a lot of articles, so I'm a little underprepared for this week's show, and uh, maybe got in like, ooh, an hour worth of Division 2 this week. I've played my dailies for Pokemon Go for a little bit, but uh, yeah, um, my birthday's coming up, and I've been looking at guns, Yeah. I, I, I want to, I've, I've decided that, uh, after talking with some friends, I'm going to buy some parts for an AR-15 and one of the guys I, that I've played video games with before my buddies work with, or one of my buddies works with, uh, going to bring him the parts and he's going to put a gun together for me. So I've been spending my time doing some reading on some stuff and watching some videos so i really haven't been spinning i like yesterday i went looking at guns god they're overpriced right now because of all this crazy shit that's going on uh so yeah my state of games is uh it's just kind of like it's the same old saying like it's a new season of division two i haven't really like i never really like dived really deep into the previous season um uh, which i feel like i'm missing out on some things because of that but that's fine um you know, I get into it when I get into it. It's just, it seems like I'm always so busy with everything, but uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, so we're going to go ahead and end the show now. We're going to go ahead and take questions from the community. No, I'm kidding. We're just going to just take questions from the community because we've got one question and it's a long one.
0: Oh shit. I thought we were actually ending because I was going to go throw up.
1: <laughs> well, you're just going to have to hold that, sir.
0: I'm showing hold it back. That.
1: Hold hold that for the next hour and a half.
0: Chewing it back, Tune it back. Oh, hold on, ah, trash can.
1: So we've got a question from uh, one of the GNA crew members, Zyberblood. Um, so give this question some context. Um, social, so you you have all probably heard of social justice warriors, cancel culture, all this Karens. Yeah, all this kind of crazy shit. Um, so. It's permeated all aspects of society. Um, and so there's been a, there's been some there's been things like Gamergate. Um, there's been apparently some issue recently with like I think the destiny community. I, I don't really know too much about it. it. seems like this shit pops up on Twitter and I just find that that I live under a rock. Uh, but uh, so the question from Zyber is. And we're going to take this one step at a time because there's, a, there's three of these questions. So the first part is, do you feel like the gaming community is crumbling in on itself due to a lot of games feeling like they've been griefed or assaulted in some way? So, Cecil, your response?
0: I think the gaming industry slash community is crumbling in on itself for a lot different reasons just than the alleged abuse that's going on it's it's been a bubble for a long time and this bubble has been inflating and inflating and inflating and at some point in time it is going to pop like just plain and simple it's going to pop um i don't know when I'm not 100 percent sure how, but the writing is on the wall. It's it's going to happen, and uh, it's it's not going to be a nice, easy, slow deflation. It's going to pop, and there's going to be you're you're going to see major publishers freak right the fuck out because. their major stream of revenue like, like publishers that are are setting themselves up with a diverse portfolio are going to be fine but those publishers that are just die hard going balls deep and staying straight with it they're going to feel the the brunt of the force um now to speak on the the level of abuse i mean it's just it's pretty much like anything that has that that's grown in popularity you know you, you find the seedy underbelly of it I think there was a comment in another chat that I'm in where they were talking about uh, I think it was Minneapolis and how things blowing up in Minneapolis like holy shit like that's the last place I would expect it to and somebody made the comment of well every city has that's you know that dark side or that seedy underbelly and that's accurate every every city does have that CD underbelly and just like everything else in the world gaming has got that CD underbelly that nobody likes to talk about nobody likes to touch um i think it goes on i i mean there's been there's been plenty of discussions and talk from different publishers uh i think uh, i think Bungie was was tagged for it for a while Uh, My brain is completely melting, but there was another company that if I could remember the fucking name right now and I wasn't so drunk, I'd I'd blurt it out, but, uh, you know, long hours, extensive overtime, you know, pretty much just crack the whip until the, until we're finished. And, uh, you you know, at some point in time, that's got to backfire. That's got to jump back. That's got to, that's got to flip the tides on them. Um. Yeah, you know, there's only there's only so much. Str- it's just it, it's like when you when you take a it, it, it's like when you take a, a kid from from school. You know, you, they'll take so much bullying until they finally flip the fuck out. And uh, I mean, that's it's the only analogy I can come up now with my alcohol soaked brain. But you know, it's it's the same thing. There's only so much stress you can put on on the the. Developers on the programmers on, on the community itself before they're finally gonna flip the fuck out. Um, and, and uh, you know, as as a gamer, um, I'm both terrified and hoping that you know whatever happens it happens and it has a positive change and it's not a it's not a negative change you know it's it's not a it's not a change that produces um a whole bunch of freedom froms instead of freedom tos
1: daymark your thoughts
2: oh fuck do you okay watch
1: the the fucking cursing this damn podcast is not put up with that shit
2: (laughs) i know we're fucking done with it all right right hi my bad my bad do you feel like the gaming community is crumbling in on itself due to a lack of games feeling like they have been griefed or assaulted in some ways no gaming community is not going anywhere in my opinion I don't see it collapsing. I don't see it crumbling. I still... We had gate That should have actually shut down gaming. That should have shut down news organizations. That really should have rocked through everything. Look at Cyberpunk 27 being attacked by every single large group. It's a racist video game because they named the fucking one gang and they mostly are primary blacks. And then they, they went after the LBGT fucking community went after them for oh my god you can't do it this way and and you're going after a major AAA developer and yet the hardline fans are still there the hardline fans didn't care and guess what a lot of non-hardline fans didn't give a shit either no one is actually giving all that much attention except for the clickbaity articles that are coming out about it people are not boycotting video games if we were more kind in of video games, we would not have microtransactions. We would not have paid shit DLC. Right? I can understand big DLC patches being paid, but now I was fuck, I was looking at The Sims 4 just today. Holy shit, $513 completely on sale with 35 DLC packages plus the base game, right? Get fucked. Like we would not have that stuff if the game community was crumbling and we really should have stopped. A lot of this shit a long time ago. So, no. I, I really don't think the game community is crumbling at all whatsoever. I think that there are going to be some fall-offs in some areas. And I believe that there are going to be niche... click, click Clicks, I guess, of people that are going to always say the sky is falling, the sky is falling when it comes to gaming. But let's be honest, in 2020. It's 159 billion or 159.3 billion dollar industry expected to exceed 200 billion by 2023 by all estimates so far. It's not going anywhere. Now, that really comes down to gamers as a whole and the gaming community. Do you consider mobile gamers gamers?
1: Kind of they're a certain level of gamer they're they're not a uh, they're not it's kind of like when you start with like Pokemon versus starting with an RPG
0: bullshit I call bullshit if I start with a beer and I end up with rum I'm still an alcoholic
1: Yes, but you start off with a lighter level of alcoholism. But if you you're still pound, an alcoholic. If you pound a 12-pack, if you if you destroy a 12-pack in, in a night versus a case of rum, there is a different level of alcoholism right there.
0: But I'm still an alcoholic, whether I'm sitting there playing Pokemon Go on my phone or I'm balls deep into a VR game where I'm fishing off the coast of friggin' Venezuela.
1: Uh I just feel like there's, there's, they have, it's, it's, it's for the, uh, I need to take a shit audience. No offense no. to anyone who, who sits on the no. toilet and plays mobile games. But like, I feel like mobile games are based off of that. And you can shake your head at me all you want, Daymok, but a lot of mobile games are very simplistic, short rounds. And then you get into deeper into other games where there's grinds. Uh, that last longer and that don't have paywalls to assist or
2: help you okay but you're, you're and me. if you're sitting they here more playing mechanics. a game. <laughs> if you're sitting here and playing a fucking game while taking a shit hopefully you only play like one minute round of it and you stop dude sitting on the fucking toilet after shitting and everything is not a good thing for your colon at all whatsoever don't do it Doctors are actually coming out and telling people, stop sitting on the fucking toilet and scrolling the news and playing games on your phone. Hemorrhoids are a real fucking thing, and there's all kinds of bad things for your fucking prostate, man. Dude, if you're huh.
0: seeing those red marks on your legs from where you've been sitting there bent over on your fucking phone, guess what? You're spending too fucking long on your phone.
1: Okay,
2: I, I played no, 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 no. I, I got you. I, I got you, Blue. What are you talking about? I'm a mobile phone gamer, too. I play mobile games non-fucking-stop. We actually talked about those. I I delete nine of them every like two or three days because I go on there, I install them, I play them for fucking several hours for a couple days, and then I'm deleting them because, nope, that was boring, that was boring, that was boring, that was boring. But yeah, I mean, the gaming community crumbling in on itself, maybe there's a chance the big developers like EA is going to suffer tremendously. Maybe. EA has also been doing a lot of good publicity lately and really coming out and trying to change their name, even though they're one of the worst companies. But EA is still not as bad as Activision. Activision is fucking horrible, right? I mean, Activision is just... They've got to be one of the worst.
1: Yeah, they don't have enough sports games. I mean, that's really what's important.
0: But hold on, hold on. A lot of these big game companies have, have breached that mobile market. I mean, 505 games? H- what, what games do 505 make? Halo Reach? I don't know. No,
1: 305.
0: It's no, it's 505. 505.
1: It's not 505. Is it
0: 305? Am I fucking that drunk? Am yes. I that drunk? Dude, or tell me I'm that drunk.
1: No, sorry. It's 353 Industries. It's not 305. It's 353. You're completely off. Am I really that fucking drunk? You're that far off. It's 353 Guilty Spark.
0: Fuck you. Hold on. I gotta look this up.
2: Or, or previously Bungie. Microsoft. Yep, it, it, it's and you both wrong. It's three forty three industries. <laughs> <laughs> so drunk. Right, what's, yeah.
0: Dude, five hundred five makes something that I know. What the fuck does five hundred five make?
1: I don't know what five hundred five makes, man.
0: Terraria. Like. Uh. Terraria. Thank. Okay, I knew they made something I recognize.
1: Okay, but EA or Bethesda makes mobile gaming now. D- the people who made Blizzard, Diablo makes mobile oh, gaming hold, hold on.
0: now. Yeah, but, but that's my point is that these big companies are getting into the mobile market.
1: Yes, but my point about mobile gaming is that there are a lot of people who get into mobile gaming. And it's like sticking your toe into the water. It's a very... Uh,
2: it's, Dude, a click ba-
1: is- it's, it's a clickbait based gaming it's go at it touch it read it do this real quick you get when I think about gaming I think about my childhood like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time spending hours in games I talk I think about things like like doing like things like Skyrim yeah Damoc you're you're a junkie like the rest of us on this damn show dude that's the thing i'm saying this is a mobile game
2: this is a mobile game i've been playing this game for five years and seven months but a lot of fucking godville since it came out man five years and seven months and i'm still playing on every single phone that i transfer to yeah and i've done that with pokemon go too I've been
1: playing it since it came out. I've been playing that game even though I know it's not the greatest thing since Bread Came Sliced. But the thing is, is you get a lot of people who do mobile gaming. But that that doesn't make them any
0: less of a gamer though.
1: Kind of. But I mean, like, you put a mobile gamer who's used to playing things like Clash of Clans and all this stuff, and you put them in front of a game that requires like, a different type of grind. Like, there is no pay incentive. Like, I know a lot of games have, like, like, Assassin's Creed has got this stuff, Call of Duty. Um, I think Overwatch has got some of the stuff that we can buy, like, I don't know if Overwatch has changed, Blizzard might have changed this about Overwatch, but you can buy packs that help you get cosmetics, or help you get certain things, you buy you you buy Assassin's Creed like Origins now and you buy the DLC you get boosted on certain things it'll help you like jump in level and make some of the beginning stuff easier with like pieces of armor and weapons but i feel like a lot of these mobile games have a lot of like paywall stuff that makes the game doable or a shit ton easier versus like destiny does not have that paywall
0: battlefront 2
1: you, that's ea we can act you know we can get into that my, my we, point
0: is is that a gamer is a gamer is a gamer if you're if people are trying to hold i don't want you bringing
1: equal rights into this things. they are dude. subhuman individuals and we're going to keep them there where
0: they belong <laughs> Dude, like I have heard so many times, and, and and it it makes me laugh every single time. Where I see somebody sitting there playing on their phone, and I'm like, oh hey, they're a gamer too. There's a common ground. I can start a conversation on that. So I start the game with, oh hey, you're a gamer. What do you play? And I and and I every single time I literally laugh out loud when they go, oh I'm not a gamer. My point exactly. They don't even think of themselves. The conversation goes exactly this way. I go, "Well, what that what's that you're doing on your phone?" "Oh, I'm just playing Candy Crush." And I stop and I wait. And 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 about 80% of the time, I sit there and I get the deer in the headlight. But every now and then, that 20% of the time, I actually get I see that spark in their eye. I see that realization when all of a sudden It cottons on to them that, oh, they're actually a gamer. A a gamer isn't like you don't have to be hardcore into playing every game that comes out, every new release, knowing the news on games that comes out, have a a specific game that you follow for the rest of your life. You don't have to be that guy or gal or blue person, whatever you want to be. You don't have to be that to be a gamer. a a, a gamer like that's the cool part that's the thing that i love about being a gamer is that when you're a gamer and you realize that you're a gamer and you accept that you're a gamer you accept almost everybody who's a gamer it doesn't matter who the fuck they are it's like dude you're a gamer let's talk shit about each other let's make fun of each other's mom while we shoot each other in the face and then laugh about it later
2: I mean the the mobile market, whether you like it or not, has expanded. You can play Call of Duty, you can play the new Need for Speed, you can play Fortnite, you can do all of that on mobile. Look, uh, I I the only Final Fantasy game that I've truly sat down and played for hours upon hours is uh, the fucking the Crystal One, right? The Crystal Chronicles. Fuck, what the fuck is it called? Uh, it's the new one. They're doing a revamp of it. They're remaking it. It's the GameCube Final Fantasy game, right? Uh, Guess yeah, what I think that's Crystal coming Chronicles. To. Yeah, it's Crystal Chronicles. Uh, guess what that's coming to? It's iOS and Android, as well as Switch and PlayStation, but it's iOS and Android entirely. Dude, Final I'm Fantasy
0: 4, Final Fantasy 5, Final Fantasy 6, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, all games that started out on NES or Super Nintendo or Genesis or whatever, and they have moved over to mobile because it's the best fucking platform it's games that people like. When you pick up a phone, you're not expecting, and most people, I should say, are not expecting triple A fucking. You know, they've jumped the frigging chasm. Graphics. They're expecting oh, a dude, pretty simplistic. What are you fucking talking
2: game. about? My Snapdragon fucking processor on my fucking phone's OLED goddamn screen that is sitting there is, you know, yeah, sure, I have a 1440p monitor. Oh, my phone's 1440p. My phone is OLED. The blacks look really fucking good when they turn the goddamn pixels off for the game. I'm like, man... I need to buy a better monitor. My monitor is 800 <laughs> fucking dollars and it's not no OLED, like son of a bitch. That's my Dude, that, you get good fucking graphics and it plays very nice. Now, it may play 30 FPS or sub 30, but the phone accelerates and makes it look good. It's, but
0: that's my point is that it's still you're still gaming on a fucking phone. Like you are you're still a gamer. If you, okay, First off, if you're listening to this podcast and games aren't part of your life in some way, shape or form, then this is probably the wrong podcast. But if you f-
1: uh, have to- don't start, no, 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 We accept alcoholics. We accept nerds.
0: You're right. We do. Um, but if you're listening to this and and you're telling yourself, well, shit, I don't play games on my phone. If you've played solitaire on your phone. Or you drink. You're a fucking gamer. Like, just just accept it. Embrace it. Call up your your gaming brethren and friggin' play Fortnite on your phone and just have a friggin' ball and just call out somebody's mom that that you, you tapped them last night because that's how we do the shit.
1: All right, so going back to the question, I kind of agree with Cecil that it's not this whole griefing or assaulting of games that's going to cause the gaming community to crumble i really think it's going to be on the side of overworked sometimes and a lot of times underpaid develop developer grunts those are the people they're going to cause this collapse it's not going to be this social justice warrior or you better include this in your game or we're going to boycott it or how dare you not have a choice between a man and a woman or some ambiguous gender for your main character. Like, it's not going to be that shit. It's going to be overworked, underpaid developers trying to meet a $60 um, selling
2: point. Bro, are you puking? Is he actually puking? I see him hunched over. He might be puking.
1: He probably is. Ladies and gentlemen, Cecil Xavier cannot hold it he has tossed his cookies uh thankfully he's muted and thankfully this time it has nothing to do with sushi so moving on from that point uh we're going to uh <laughs> We're going to then discuss this next part of the question. Secondly, do you feel that due to a pandemic and other issues that strike uncertainty and help worsen these feelings that are tearing the gaming community apart, so like griefing and insulting? So I'm going to say I'm going to answer this question this part first, and I'm going to say no. I don't feel like the pandemic has really had an effect on game gamers. Okay. So to give you some perspective on this, I play video games with people like Cecil and Daymok, who I have, I've met one of them in person. And I've, you know, like I've played games with these people. We do this stuff online. Like there's a lot of interaction that's done at a social distance and it doesn't cause, this pandemic hasn't really set anything back because we, you know, like we don't meet together in public. We play video games online. A lot of my good friends from college, a lot of my close friends, some of the guys who are going to be in my upcoming wedding, are I are online and we're playing games together. So this pandemic, and then like to talk about these other issues. So things like uh, the police brutality, the uh, COVID pandemic, any like you can talk about anything. You can talk about. The recent murder of someone. You can talk about like the recent storms, pandemics, you know, disasters like tornadoes, earthquakes, crap. You can talk about any of that shit that has happened in the last like 30 plus years of my life. The crap that has happened, personal issues, personal problems. The guys and gals that I play games with, we talk about shit. We talk about stuff. We have discussions. We give each other shit and we talk about shit. So when there's a police brutality thing, we get a guy's perspective who's, you know, from one group and he has his opinions and his ideas. And we get a guy who comes from a different group who's got his opinions and ideas. Now we're a lot of us, a lot of the guys that I play with consistently and and a lot of the time that I play games with online, they're engineers. We look at things from multiple angles. That's part of our job. It's not to look at something in one perspective. We have to look at it from different angles. Like from a design perspective, you can design everything in white space. It can basically the most beautiful thing. But then you get in the real world, you got to build this shit and you can't take that for granted. You have to look at, is this actually constructible? So we are used to looking at things from different angles. So we have discussions. We discuss these problems. We've had discussions about a lot of volatile and damning things. One of the things that we have discussed on um, in our discussions is immigration policies. One of my friends is got a green card now, but for the longest time he's been one of those. Um, he's been on a work visa, and when there's shit like talking about you know, like the illegal immigrants and giving them amnesty. Like we've talked about these things. Like these are hot button topics. We talk about this shit and how it affects us and how it affects others. And it's so like this whole crap that's happening doesn't really seem to play an effect on us because we talk about shit. Like this isn't, blow up someone's face as a a discussion. So I feel like our community isn't going to fall apart. But other communities, maybe some of these bigger clans, maybe some of these bigger groups, you know, that have like 50 plus clan members. You got people from all different walks of life, different age groups, different, you know, group in different times that don't know how to hash out or discuss their Issues or respect other people's opinions, maybe this will cause it a collapse. I think on a grand scale, you can maybe say the gaming community itself can become fractured, but it's gonna be like anything. The world comes to an end, or China invades, or Russia invades, and Texas is gonna be fucking fine because Texas is gonna hold their own. They got guns, they're gonna fight back, whereas California with all their gun laws, it's gonna have problems. You know, to give you kind of a crazy example, like. Oh, what's that game called? Resistant? No, it's... Uh, Homefront? Uh, it's it's this idea where... Uh, the, the I think it's Korea. I believe it's Korea. North Korea or it might have been China. I can't remember exactly. Parachutes into the United States and takes over. And I want to say it's Homefront. Is it not Homefront, Damoc? You're shaking my head.
2: No, no, I don't know what that fucking game is, but uh yeah dude there, if you were talking military strategy about invading the united states that's uh, what, just okay. it's fucking stupid okay okay so the idea <laughs> let's, is let's, that... let's go back to pandemic man Pandemic. Okay, so 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 you you know
1: different people are going to be prepared for these stripes and these pandemics because i i think gamers are prepared for the pandemic i think they're they're on a i think myself as a gamer i think i've been better off like People are like, oh my god, I can't go out to a bar, I can't go meet new people. I'm like, I go online and talk to my friends. We do shit together. This this hasn't affected me. This whole griefing or gamers gates or the some of the, you know, like the sexual harassment or racial harassment that's gone on, dude, I've gotten called so much shit in a Halo 3 like game lobby that all this crap, honestly, it's it's completely Completely oblivious for me to say this, but I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and that's suck it the fuck up, Buttercup. No, guy, gal, no, I don't hold I on.
2: Don't... Hold on with that one. Be- the the problem the problem that's coming out with gaming that I think maybe Zyber was trying to address is okay. Uh, you know the new molestation stuff, the new like oh they they're drugging and raping girls and. It's okay. the high-end fucking competitive gamers that are doing it and have been doing it for so long. And, I mean, what, they got those Twitch executives involved, and the Twitch executives were like, wow, well, I mean, we watched him do it, but it's not our area to step in. So and, you're
1: talking about shitty people in the real world, not Right, but shitty people, the shitty,
2: same shitty people are shit shitty fucking people, man. The gaming community is not fucking collapsing because they're shitty people. Professional oh, yeah, gaming could see a serious downfall.
0: First, Wait, you put it the pudding in the pudding pop,
2: And then you add How was the... How's that vomiting, food? man? How's that mouth taste?
0: It's actually... I had some... I rinsed out with some Everclear, <laughs> actually.
2: Jesus Christ. Like,
0: I didn't have anything else around me, so I I'm, used, glad, it's not sushi, actually, it I'm was, glad it's not sushi, my friend. Actually, it was sushi. I had, like... I. I well, had yeah, but it was in so that
1: sushi.
0: No, no, it wasn't Bodega Sushi. It was actually pretty yeah. good sushi, so it didn't taste that bad coming back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, so so let me stop hogging the mic on this. Um, so, Damoc, so what do you feel about... So, do you feel that due to the pandemic and other issues that strike uncertainty, do you feel like they help worsen the feelings that, are, that in Zyber's opinion, are tearing apart this gaming
2: community? I don't see the gaming community being torn apart. I, I see a lot of fractures in it, and I believe those fractures are actually... Relatively getting fixed the only part that I could ever see the gaming community truly falling apart on is The major league aspect of it right professional gaming other than that People are going to play games Developers are going to keep making games because there's always going to be a demand for those right we went from uh, pen and paper games to better tabletop games to ev- everybody plays fucking games you ever go to your family's house and everybody plays cards? You're playing a fucking game. Everybody sits down and plays Monopoly. You're all playing a fucking game. Or like women who play games with my heart. <laughs> I don't like those types of women anymore. <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, screw it, man, it was fun. But uh yeah, uh, everybody plays games. Video games, I guess, is what we're specifically focusing on because it is what it is, even though we also do play pen and paper and tabletop games a lot. Uh, But yeah, it's not going away, it's not crumbling, it's not going to collapse. It's completely and utterly stable for the people as there's always going to be a demand to play video games. Hell, we even have every single sci-fi future set where people are always playing video games. And the craziest part is, all of those... All of the sci-fi settings that we have, video games are such an important fucking thing that they're transcribed into training aspects of everything. It's not going anywhere. It's not crumbling. I'm. I really want a little bit more context to what Zyber was trying to feel like when he was writing this question. I don't see it being assaulted. I don't see it fumbling or falling. Do I see AAA developers falling? Yes. EA for always pushing the grind. uh, Activision always pushing the grind. Unfinished games, microtransactions. Yeah, but the rest of this, man, like, and the pandemic? Why the fuck would the pandemic tear the gaming community apart? It's making the gaming community stronger. Everything is doing great. You can't buy a fucking console right now. They're sold out. They're off the fucking shelves.
1: Cecil?
0: So, I agree with both of you, 100%. Like, no, well, no, 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 you don't.
1: No, you I do. You missed some of our discussion because you got sick.
0: No, I, I did. Yes, I did. But I still agree with all of it. Even the stuff I didn't hear, I still agree with. But the thing that I had to actually point out, the reason I know 505 Games is because they helped publish Death Stranding, a Hideo Kojima game. And you know, you know how much of a friggin' Huj- Hideo Kojima fanboy I am.
2: Yes. That's true. You've also played several of their other games. They A did payday two. They've played Deadlight, Dead by Daylight, ArmA two. Um, like yep, yeah, so, so many, so yeah. many games
0: they published that I fucking recognize. That's why five hundred five games stuck out in my head.
2: Five hundred five did the PC release of Death Stranding.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Anything else, Cecil?
0: Oh, what? And all the fucking crumbling... Nah, no, I'm fucking good.
1: Okay. So, the final part of Zyber's question, and I, I guess before I get into this, since Damoc has pointed out that this has been crap that people have been doing in the real life, my impression of a lot of the strife and cancel culture stuff that I've seen on the internet, I literally thought this was people who were, like, saying hateful things. And if you're gonna say hateful shit, like, that's kind of That's shitty of you. Like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. That's that's shitty of you. You really shouldn't do that crap. But I'm not one person who's going to tell you that. Well, we should shut them down because I believe in free speech. This is America. Say whatever the fuck you want. But the idea, I thought this was all verbal harassment, and I've been verbally harassed over games, and it made me feel like shit. Made me feel like crap, and. It was only just more negative voices in my head that led me down a very dark path in my life. But when you do physically illegal shit, like raping people and drugging people, like that's fucked up. And I can understand that being like something that people want to crusade against. Uh, So just want to add that out there. But... Zyber's final part of his question, um, and this is why we're doing this first because we figured this is going to take up a big chunk. Uh, do you third? Do you think the gaming community has gotten too big for its own good? Sort of like the whole fall of Rome thing, aka too much of a good thing. Uh, yes, it's gotten very big. It's started to become this thing where it's. Um, cecil i feel like you've seen this more growing up in um during your time um even though like there's like how was there like how old are you again you're like I'm 30 a, i'm an eight-year-old
0: who can buy alcohol
1: you're th- 36 something like that
0: Ah, uh, hold on one second hey honey <laughs> how old am i
1: I feel like he's How done
0: stuff.
1: How old am I? <laughs> Cecil's asking his wife. 38.
0: I'm 38.
1: Okay, so there's like an eight-year you know, difference between you and I. Um, So I feel like this is something more of like, oh, you're a nerd. You play video games. You play D&D. Thank you! Nowadays, nowadays I feel like everyone dabbles in that. Everyone messes not there, you know, like it's mobile gaming's become more of a thing. Everyone's dabbled into that. So it's become, it's big business, man. It's, it's more, it's got,
0: it's got more exposure. Like you've got, you've got people that are, are, are huge voices and huge faces actually pushing this stuff. And there's no, there's no longer the fear that there used to be. 20 years ago where it would be like video games were taboo you know if you played video yeah. games oh god you're playing video games you're you're a sub race you're a subculture because you play video games now it's accepted it's 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 part of a norm
1: and it's high paying like you used to have like pro athletes making millions of dollars you get some of these guys on league of legend teams who are making lots of money and if they win the prize money is in the millions of dollars it's like everyone's like oh you're wasting your life playing video games when you could be playing football or basketball or you know soccer baseball you
2: You you can really think that it's the people going the teams that are going and winning millions that are making money you really need to look at twitch streamers bud Oh you, fucking right, I mean, there's,
0: dude! dude Ninja, there's, Ninja walked away with a bag of money from Mixer, and they're gonna walk right oh, yeah. back over to Twitch and make another bag of money.
1: Oh yeah, and it's that's the thing. Like it's become this this like it's influencer culture that you can be a gamer. And you're an entertainer and you influence people to buy a game or to watch you. And, and you make money, revenue. Like, we live in a different world than it was in the early 90s. Like, this shit was not this kind of crap. Like, you get, like, people like Robin Williams, who's who was doing a commercial for, like, World of Warcraft you know you get like some you get like made, Ozzy Osbourne had a World of Warcraft commercial like you get you get all these people who just get pulled into this and yes this could be a fall of a lot of this thing but the core of the gaming community the people who play games who bond through games who love to play World of Warcraft you're still playing Terraria who're still playing Minecraft you're still making craft that is not going to collapse. Maybe the high profile stuff, like pro gaming, is gonna maybe start to shake up or certain things, but other than that, I think gaming as a whole, I think it's gonna stand. Cecil.
0: Okay, let's take this and let's let's break this down as some basic. What is the basic of entertainment?
1: Making people Entertain ourselves
0: escape from reality it's escaping from what whatever they're normally doing into something that is quote-unquote entertainment now entertainment can bring its like people find a book where they escape into imagination entertainment the there's all sorts of things that qualify as entertainment now the way the way like In most most people, I'm not going to say all, but in most people, there's that little bit of voyeuristic tendency where they like to watch other people do stuff. Whoa,
1: we're not talking about porn on this show. No,
0: no, 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 no. It's 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 oftentimes watching other people fuck up.
2: Not just fuck up, man. Like, damn, dude. I think there are more viewers on Twitch than our fucking video gamers.
0: and and oftentimes i believe that's true but if you if if you take a look at okay so and this this is actually one of my big gripes because it's something that i loathe with a passion which is reality tv I, i i come from a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away and that's not that's meant to be a pun i like a story I like something being told to me. I like their, I like to, I like to escape that reality into another universe where I don't have to deal with everything that's going on around me. I don't particularly like, and this is all me. I'm I'm telling you this from a personal point of view. If you've got a different point of view, fine. That's fine. We can be different. That's okay. But from my personal point of view, I don't want to watch somebody dealing with the same shit that I have to deal with the willingness to act does not mean that you can act just because just because you you're having a tough spot in your life right now or you're you know you're you're making shit up to to be entertaining just because you're willing to act does not mean that you can act and that's where that's that's where i really get frustrated with you know, a lot of Twitch streamers and and a lot of a lot of that whole reality because I, I dump it all into reality TV. I get frustrated with it because it's it's like it's the same thing I tell my daughter. My daughter likes to watch people playing Minecraft, and I'm okay with her watching people playing Minecraft. I have no problem with it, but every now and then, when she's sitting there and she's on her fifth hour of watching somebody play Minecraft. I ask her and I go, "Well, wouldn't you much rather play this with your friends and make an experience and memory for yourself versus watching somebody else do it?" And she just goes, "No." I go, "Well, "And and and that that right there is the epitome of in my opinion of what society's turned into. We'd rather watch somebody else do something than do something ourselves, experience it for ourselves." I feel personally I would rather go and do that thing. I would rather go and jump out of a plane. I would rather go and scuba dive 130 feet down. I would rather go and climb that mountain. I would rather go and hang off the side of that mountain because I would rather experience it and have that memory for myself. I don't care if anybody else sees it. I don't care if anybody else knows that I've done it. I don't care if anybody else believes that I've done it because i I know it. I know I've done it. And that's good enough for me. But the way people find entertainment in just watching other people do stuff. It saddens me to a level. Because you could go out and do that stuff yourself. Like, like, okay, so so what? You, You can't you can't do a, a, a 920 no scope headshot to somebody in call of duty. Uh, okay go find what you can do. Maybe you could do a wheelie on a friggin bicycle for four miles straight. I, I don't know. go find it. everybody's got something like like even, even 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 the dumbest person can do something really super smart every now and then. What's the old adage? The uh, even a squirrel, even a blind squirrel, can find a nut every now and then. Yes. Like that. That's what, see. That's just why the hell would I? Why why the hell would I watch a whole bunch of squirrels go find a nut when I can go out and find nuts myself? That sounds so gay, and I'm okay with it. Really.
2: Yeah, you are. <laughs>
0: I know, I got so drunk and fucking deep on that. I don't I don't know, I didn't know, I, I don't think I meant to go that far down that rabbit hole.
1: Eh, that's fine. Uh, so,
2: Damoc, your thoughts? So, was it a third? Do you think the gaming community has gotten too big for its own good? No. Uh, so then, follow on sort of like the whole follow Rome kind of thing? No. They put on what, aka, too much of a good thing? Absolutely not. I do not think that we've gotten too big for our own good yet. We're only going to increase as we increase the uh, the sales, excuse me, of video game consoles and computers and everything like that. In a sense, we are absolutely including mobile games because, hey, that's what it is. And you start introducing internet and electricity to more and more of the world because it's kind of awkward that you really think about it like, Not a lot of the world has really been opening up to video games. China is still so far up and coming with getting video games running. And they're already huge in the video game industry. Uh, Europe is huge. And you're looking at all of that. Russia is really, really taking off lately. Uh, If you pay attention to Twitch, Russia is taking off. Brazil, Chile, uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of South America, a lot of Central America is really starting to dip its toes into it. We're only going to get bigger. Technically, by all estimates, with mobile gamers included, there are 2.69 billion players, right? That's a third of the world's population is playing video games. It's only expected to grow to over 3 billion by the next couple years. I think, what, 2023? Uh, from the article that I'm seeing.
0: Did you ever see that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where they had this little visor thing that they put on and they would play this video game where they would just dump this circle into this, like, you know, zy- or not xylophone, but the old record player-looking face thing It would just drop into it and then it would it would stimulate dopamine and it would get them all high and then it would actually brainwash them. Did you ever see that?
2: I did. Now you're saying that, like, holy fuck, I've seen that episode, but, wow, it was so long ago. No, but
0: that's that's what, like, like when you were just talking about that, that's what it just reminded me of. I'm like, holy shit, this is Star Trek. We're, we're going to start brainwashing people with fucking VR on their face.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that we've gotten too big for our own good. We're not there yet. Once, we, once the entire population really sits down and says... Hey, yeah, gaming's a great fucking thing, and uh, we're going to go from there. I don't really see us... I don't see gaming collapsing, not video gaming. Evolution of video gaming, yes, absolutely. We're always going to push further and further, but as Cecil was talking about, it's that escapism, right? Books are a fantastic way to do it, but now you have... ebooks came after regular books and that was even more fantastic because they were cheaper now you have audiobooks which holy crap dude audiobooks get so fucking expensive right they're more than the cost of the book at this point but those are getting better and better now they have a VR storytelling shit that you can go through and it's narrated and it's fantastic once you start making them interactive books became interactive everybody's always played those choose your own adventures right
0: Watch out, we're going to get sued by Choose Your Own venture for that.
2: Yeah, God, fuck. Whatever the the pick-your-own-path, whatever the fuck is you want to call it, right? Going that way. Uh, they've turned them into VR games. They've turned them into PC games. They've turned them into all of that. I mean, you're going to incorporate it. We're never going to get too large that we're going to collapse like Rome when we're talking about the gaming industry. It's just not a thing. We will continue to grow. We will continue to do things. Will there always be weird separatist sections of things? Will we always have a gamers gate type issue? Maybe. Will we always have the entire thing of, Hey, there are shitty human beings involved in gaming. There are shitty human beings involved in every single aspect of fucking life. So yes, we will always have that. But that is not restricted to gaming. Right? So no... A, gaming is not crumbling at all whatsoever, the AAA developers are still not crumbling no matter what shit is thrown at them, and we're not overreaching with, you know, hey we're going to have the, the the rise and fall of Rome, you want to talk about the rise and fall of Rome, you have to talk about a nation, video gamers are not a nation, right, the United States is a nation, you want to talk about the rise and fall of Rome, we're can go. We're on what, book three right now, okay, so not doing so great on the falling side, uh, but video games, come on. Yeah, it, it's not. The community's not going anywhere. It's going to get shaky. It's going to get to the part where after Gamers Gate, I don't know about you guys, but if you wore a video game t shirt, girls would kind of cross the road because it was a little weird thing. I mean, uh, hell, Sarah Silverman talked about it where she was like, I would cross the road. and It's not to be. Because that dude was hostile or anything was wrong with him she was like i played the same fucking games as him and it was fantastic but i didn't want to get wrapped up in the political stupid fucking mess of what gamers was going on with and it's like yeah people will stop and they'll avoid and be like i'm not a gamer no 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 they won't wear the gaming shit and they'll be just fine um, then we'll continue on because gaming didn't go down during gamers gate People were still buying video games. We were still growing the entire fucking time. So, it is what it is.
1: So, Cecil's almost done with his NBA, and he's eventually going to muzzle me and keep me from hosting this show. Uh, But it's stupid to make a jump that someone's wearing a shirt that they're going to be hostile or they're going to start debating gamers' gay crap and. Let's jump into conclusions, people. But let's instead jump to the conclusion that Denis Villeneuve, who's uh, taking care of Dune, which he's going to actually break the first book, which some people say is a money grab, I say is actually kind of a good idea into two parts. So if you've ever read um, the book Dune uh, by Frank Herbert, then uh, you know that there's a lot of shit going on in that first book, so it's kind of like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you know that to do that movie justice, they had to break that up into two movies. No, wait,
2: we moved on to a news article with a kind of a rough transition there. Which article are we on? Because there's we're talking a about of we're talking about
1: Dune, um, okay. and the clickbaity one. So Dune, Dune's making the, through the gauntlet, said that they're going to do the, the, you know, like what Star Wars never did. Um, I'm not really going to go there. I just think it's a good idea for everyone to check out, you know, the movie Dune, when it finally does come out. Uh, if you've never read the book, man, you're into sci-fi, check it out. Like you're missing out on a world and a universe that just, it's really freaking cool. Well, I don't know if you all want to add to that. I was gonna
0: say, let, let's let's take a look at the basis of Dune. Dune is based around eating giant worm shit, spice, and getting high.
1: Yes, and extending your life.
0: But you're still eating worm shit, like no matter what you're doing. Yes, like no matter what's happening. You're still eating worm shit, and and it's funny because if you actually think about it, society would easily break down to that. Like you, t- you tell them, "Hey, like, hey," you say, "Hey, if you if you drink this coffee, you're gonna love it, and you're gonna have such a great high from it." We're not going to tell you that this coffee comes from a bunch of monkeys eating it and then shitting it out and we pick the beans out of their fucking shit. But you're going to love this coffee. And then, oh, by the way, after you've been drinking it for a while, you're eating monkey shit. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's funny when these books came out, they didn't possibly think, oh, God, people are actually going to eat shit from another animal and be happy with it yeah we've got there like it's totally believable to me
1: well yeah because you think about what some of the illicit drugs do like they make you feel good but they also create this like massive dependency on it like heroin heroin's some fucked up shit and like you smoke pot at a young age and it really warps your fucking mind too
0: yeah you know what that's not a debate for this show but we'll we'll agree to disagree there but on to spice fine (laughs) on the spice though like it's the dune books like were really really wild because they had they had different ways of refining this one chemical that just comes from this single planet and this single planet like literally these giant worms shit out this stuff that The whole universe requires, and you control the spice, you control life. It was just, it was a really wild and interesting look at economics, at human nature, at a whole bunch of different things. And I'm really like Dune, the original Dune that I saw back with, um, like, it had Patrick Stewart in it. Uh, Fucking, who was Duncan Idaho? Actually, I think Patrick Stewart was Duncan Idaho. Who the hell was Muadib? Who's Who's Paul Atreides?
1: I honestly do not remember because I never saw that. I only read the book. Well, no, sorry, I didn't read the book. I did the audio book, and then had yeah, a counts. great cast of actors. Well, it was
0: it was still like the, I think it came out in the eighties, and it was a it was a great movie. And then they redid it as a miniseries, and I mean. I enjoyed the movie, and that movie will always have a place in my heart, but the miniseries that came out really expanded much farther on what the essence of Dune was and a lot of little of the nuances that you just couldn't get in the movie, things that they changed off in the movie.
2: So wait, there's two movies. One of them's good, one of them was shit. Like, which did the... the, You're talking there's a TV series that really expanded upon which movie and did good. There was one movie... There
1: is a TV series. This next movie that's coming out is a remake, essentially. They're taking the book and instead of putting it all together into one movie, they're going to break it up into two movies.
0: Yeah, so there was a, a Frank Herbert uh, Dune miniseries that was on the Sci Fi Channel that came out in 2000. And it was. It was. I enjoyed it because they expanded a lot farther. They they put a lot more of the book into. They still had a lot of differences. Oh, there's
2: two fucking Dune movies. What you crazy fucks? What movies. Shoot me. There's Dune and Dune. Dune is Dune 1984, and then there's Dune of Dune the year 2000. Is when it came out, right? There's a 1984 version and a, a 2000 version. No, the 2000 version. And They're, ver- they're, they're different the, movies. No, the, the 2000 Mystery version Truth is a does miniseries. not
1: recognize the 2000 version. They only recognize the 1984 version.
0: No, the the Dune 2000 movie that you're talking about is the miniseries that came out on Sci-Fi. Dig a little bit deeper.
2: Yep, special edition director's cut. It, it, it's Dune. It came out in 2000. How
0: many hours?
2: Uh, that it actually doesn't list it just says DVD special edition dune movie from 2000 because the
0: runtime is probably somewhere around 270 minutes because it was a miniseries that came out on sci-fi channel
1: and the Ministry of Truth only recognizes the 1984 version correct. <laughs>
0: No, I know which one you're talking about, and and a lot of times it's referred to as the Dune movie, but it was it originally came out as a miniseries on the Sci Fi Channel, and it was in sixty minute increments or or ninety minute increments, and it was it was good. It was it had a lot more of the book, but. It was still a miniseries. It was like the okay. Do you remember when they came out with the Shining miniseries? It was like a three or four part miniseries that really expanded on the book, The Shining. It had a lot more of the actual book in it than the original movie with Jack Nicholson. It's the same thing. It it's it it was developed to be a miniseries that was released episodic, if you want to call it that. It, it wasn't bad but i mean okay if you want to argue i'll totally argue i lived through it i remember it i watched it on the sci-fi channel when it came out they released it and they, they released a different episode like every week or every other week or something and i watched it i got it on dvd i also got the children of Dune that came after it on the sci-fi channel
2: Okay, I got you. They did a weird thing with it. So I've always seen it as a movie because it's not – it is a – you're correct. It is a miniseries, but there is a – it starts and plays all the way through as a movie Correct. in the version that I've seen. So it did not have breaks or discs or anything like that. So it was just a really long movie. Yeah,
0: it's the same thing that they did with, like, It, if you remember It like way back forever ago with Tom, uh, with Tim Curry in it that was originally released as a miniseries and it was just combined into one big movie two VHS but one big movie
2: okay no I, I got you now because I was looking at it and I was like the fuck I've always seen it as one goddamn movie I've never seen it called a miniseries before yeah you're right it is a miniseries that they linked directly and took all, all the fucking commercial breaks from sci-fi yeah. channel or whatever and yeah, and, and it it's, plays like a long movie it's
0: fun to watch it as a really long movie but also if you get a chance watch the shining miniseries and I don't think I don't want to say sci-fi came out that but the shining had a miniseries it was like a three or four part miniseries that expanded a lot more and gave you a lot more of the book content into a, a live action form and I mean, I love the Jack Nicholson shining, but the, the miniseries that they came out with, it really gave you so much more of the story. It, It really did it much more justice. Um, the acting was significantly worse. Um, and it didn't have the star power like Jack Nicholson. It didn't, it wasn't written to be a movie. It was, it was like they made the book. Into a movie, which, as most of us know, books oftentimes don't translate into a movie very well.
1: No, sir, they do not. But moving on, Chrome will be less of a memory hog in Windows 10. So, Cecil. I think you're the one that actually posted this from Engadget.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually really wild. So a while ago, you may or may not know that Microsoft Edge actually started using elements from the Chrome kernel. To
2: Not Elements. Not Elements. Okay. They use Chromium.
0: Okay, so I,
2: I, out, was, Chromium. I
0: was trying to be nice, okay? I was trying to be No, tactful. they announced. I know. Microsoft announced they went to Chromium. I was trying to be nice, okay? I was trying to be tactful and a little coy about it. But um, Microsoft Edge really, like, they, I mean, of course, it's Microsoft Edge. It's built by Microsoft so they know their operating system. They had a memory management in it called, uh, uh, segment heap, segment heap. Um, and Google found that and it was a really, it was a, it was a better way of memory management for Chrome. So Google Chrome stole it. You know, they, they used it. You know, they took it and they made it their own and they're now going to be implementing that in later versions of Chrome and it is going to, So the way the article reads is that eventually it will significantly reduce the memory usage of Chrome. Um, But they even said in it that don't expect it to be like an overnight thing. It's going to be coming out in iterations and it's going to eventually get out there. But Chrome is going to like everybody knows that Chrome just like if you leave Chrome open, Chrome just takes up so much fucking memory. It just if it's if it's out there, Chrome grabs it. It's like Java. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Chrome is is going to be implementing this thing called Segment Heap. Um, and it's going to enhance how Chrome... It's, it's, it's going to make Chrome's memory management more efficient. Now, it's not going to... Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, great, Chrome is going to, like, use so much less memory. No, no, it's not going to use, like, that much less memory. You're not going to be able to take a Celeron processor from, like, 1999 and make it work, and it's going to run fantastically. It's just going to make it use less memories, and and memory that it uses it's going to use more efficiently. That's that's all it actually needs. Damak, you got something you want to add on this?
2: No, no. I, um, that's, I was expecting him to do that, especially when Microsoft says it was going to switch over to Chromium. I expected Google to pay very close attention, I also expected Apple and several other companies to pay very close attention to what they were doing, and here we are, now you're looking at the the heat memory that they're going to be using, and yeah, do I hope that it reduces Chrome's impact on my computer, yeah. I don't need to buy 32 fucking gigs of RAM for a goddamn desktop gaming computer, but I had to buy 32 gigs of RAM so I could have my 10 Chrome tabs open as well as a video game.
0: Yeah, and and really the the biggest, because of the way Chrome uses memory, the biggest impact that you're going to see is the the massive, the multi-core machines, like the, the upwards of 8 cores, you know, the 12 cores, the 16 cores. That's where you're going to see the, the most performance increase. Not that's saying that you're going to see that you're not going to see performance increase from eight cores and lower, but those those really high end those multiple core systems is where are where you're going to see a lot more benefit out of it because it's going to be able to use memory because that's how heap memory wo- or segment memory works. It it it, it, it uses that that L two cache. It it uses that that um. Oh, my brain is melting what the fuck is is swap file it called in windows i've been doing
2: linux too fucking long guys help me here oh man i've been drinking a bit and i started reading ahead of the articles and i'm Engineer, my mind melting
1: near virtual memory virtual idea. memory it uses
0: virtual memory better thank you jesus fucking christ i can't believe i blitz on virtual memory I, I don't gotta know why stop you're this.
1: We didn't do shit to help you with that. No,
0: no, it's, it's called bottlehead support. You just nodded.
1: I didn't nod. Do not put <laughs> actions into my mouth.
0: <laughs> well, what else can I put in your mouth, though?
1: Uh, 120?
0: Uh, one twenty. One since your way, I've been aging them for over actually over a year now.
1: Yeah, I've I've got one too.
0: Um, you know what? When I come down for. Uh, when I come down for your wedding, I'll have to uh, bring a little bit with me.
1: Fingers crossed that it's still going to happen. I, the wedding's going to happen. It's whether or not there's people are going to be allowed to come.
0: Oh, whether I'm allowed or not, I'm going to show up.
1: Well, yeah, the whole COVID.
0: Uh, okay, I'll wear a mask. I'll wear a full fucking body condom if I have to. Bubble boy. Exactly. I'm fucking John Travolta, dude. <laughs>
1: um so moving on moving on so the cobra kai which i've heard some racy shit about this thing cobra kai the some what racy things like cobra kai has been kind of like um pushing the envelope Like, YouTube's got this whole thing, like, if it's, like, controversial, they don't want it, um, but then again, YouTube, at the same time, I think if it's their stuff, they don't give two shits if it's controversial, but if you start talking about controversial things, like, it's the demonetization stuff that they've been doing to a lot of people who, who, um, like, oh, Hitchcock okay. 45.
2: Have you... Well, I love Hitchcock 45. Um,
1: yeah, so do I. But, I mean, like, he gets demonetized because advertisers don't want to pay into gun ads. Uh,
2: well, yeah, to a certain extent. For... And he had, he still gets paid on his advertising and all of that. He just has to switch how he says certain things. But that's fine. Yes. But wait, wait. What controversy... Controversy? Is happening... Controversial things. Yeah, we got, what the fuck is happening with Cobra Kai? Because... No? Have you seen Cobra Kai?
1: I haven't. I've only heard this secondhand. It's
0: not controversial. The, the, the article is that Cobra Kai is moving over to Netflix.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like they're doing that because of. No, no, no. No, they're, they're, okay, they're, they're doing it because wrong.
0: YouTube I
2: mean, has dropped all scripted stuff. Like, that's. Not just YouTube dropped all scripted stuff, YouTube dropped the paid premium. They're going to add supported so therefore Uh. they will drop their scripted because they're no longer going to pay for quote-unquote original content netflix Mm. jumped in and picked it up immediately and apparently there's already a third season i'm super fucking excited for it It has nothing to do with controversy dude i'm I'm all
0: over this like i have not been able to watch cobra kai because it's been on youtube and i don't have the subscription and i've just honestly been too lazy oh my
2: god you fucked yourself up dude jesus christ you've been
0: so lazy i haven't thrown my eye patch on to go watch it
2: dude you don't even need to do that what the fuck is wrong with you yeah you can get 30 days free of fucking youtube premium no on your email account i
0: can't because what's going to happen is that i'll get the 30 days free i'll forget to cancel it the next thing i know no no no, but this even
2: made it better no, they made it better because this is how I watch all of Cobra Kai with my two fucking Gmail accounts, right? I logged into one, I subscribed for the 30 days, and as soon as you subscribe, it takes you to your account page and you say unsubscribe immediately. And it says, okay, we'll not follow on with the billing. And then, after you hit the unsubscribe, so you subscribe, you hit the unsubscribe, then you go and watch the videos and you don't have any Issues at all. It doesn't cut you off early. Doesn't do anything like that, dude. No, you don't and then I did it with my second account so I could watch season two. You don't understand. It's
1: instantaneous. Instantaneous, Cecil. It is I not. will
0: forget to press the button. I will get drunk and do it. And like look, guys, you know me. You know me. You've known me long enough. I will get on there, drunkenly click, yes, let's accept the 30 days, and I will not realize that there's that button there to unsubscribe. Two years later, I'm gonna be sitting here looking at a bill, going, "How? The, what the fuck is this? Why am I paying forty five dollars a month for?" YouTube? Not even that. No, but but that, Not even but that. By the time I realize how much I'm paying, that's how much it will be. It's nine ninety nine a
1: month. I have Google Play Music, and I get access to a shit ton of music, kind of like an unlimited Spotify or Apple Music kind of subscription. And that includes YouTube. So I don't watch ads on. Everyone who's been everyone who's like bitching about Bloomberg ads, I was like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" And then I realized, "Oh yeah, I don't have to watch ads on YouTube because I have Google Play Music."
2: I don't have to watch ads on YouTube because I install AdBlock Pro. You can do that shit too. I use Google's browser and use a Google add-on. To block the Google ads that come on Google's YouTube so I don't see advertisements. On top of that, I do not like advertisements so fucking much. I have a pie hole that blocks everything at the DNS level as well. The only thing the pie hole cannot block is YouTube's ads because Google, being the shady company that they are, and an amazing company at the same time, they've registered bajillions. Dude, they're like... (laughs) bajillions of fucking urls that they switch their ads to so you cannot block them
1: oh yeah in google youtube we can get to this whole crap we could add facebook and twitter into this whole thing and i can go into this whole debate
2: dude you're gonna die are you still fucking drinking after puking yeah yes why
1: dude do you doubt cecil
0: (laughs) i was gonna say dude I'm, I'm, i'm hardcore man this is this is the old school days you let it rip, and then you pick up another beer, and you keep going. Like That's just how we play.
1: So I'm, I'm pointing this out now. Not getting shit-faced on my wedding day.
0: You can believe that as long as you want.
1: No, 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 no. no. I am putting my foot down on that. You... Respectfully, I am putting my foot down on that because I'm not, A, forgetting that, and B, I'm not going to be impotent that's all
0: right i'll slip Girl, i'll slip a viagra and we'll get get her some, beer. you'll be fine
2: oh, right we'll get some Stop fucking drug in me, darts. he'll be out fucking cold man. Okay. We'll just fuck up hardline an iv of alcohol into a system and then right before the fucking the show we'll just hardline some fucking sialis into his system it, w- we'll be good it to will go. be uh-huh. exactly
0: like that movie clerks she'll sit there go into a dark room jump on top you be like
2: that was great you just let me do
0: everything and then you'll walk out and be like what are you talking about? I've been passed out in the storeroom for, like, the past two hours. Well, who was in the bathroom?
1: Uh-huh. All right, so so moving on. Uh, so, tomshardware.com uh, is talking about the Acer Predator XB273US. Something okay, it's already monitor. shit.
2: Just skip it, dude. Okay. Don't even okay. fucking bother okay. okay. It.
1: Just like, go past like, it. So Cecil, this, talk this, this looks,
0: looks like five a five really seconds. cool monitor, but way the fuck overpriced. I think it was like fucking 500 bucks.
2: Like, okay. I have an $800 fucking monitor. I don't know what the fuck you say. $500 is overpriced.
0: Well, because, like, anything over $300 a for a moni- monitor... Yeah, anything over $300 for a monitor is just way too much. It's, it's just, in my opinion, way too friggin' much. But... I mean, let's let's take a look at the specs on this guy. I mean, it's 165 hertz. It's 1440p. It's a 27-inch monitor, so it's not gargantuan. I I like the 27-inch level because 27-inch is just big enough to be like, oh shit, I got a great amount of space, but it's not so big where I'm like, holy fuck, what am I looking at? Um, yeah, agreed. I like 27. Yeah, I I think 20 like 27 personally for me. Is a sweet spot, and I and I like that. I like that size. My 4K monitor that I got in front of me is a 27 inch. I like the size of it. I think it's just the right size. Um, I mean, it's 165 hertz at 1440p. That that's a that's a. I think that's pretty damn good. I
2: have that already. I have a 27 inch, 165 hertz, 1440p monitor. So
0: this one's three hundred dollars less than the one you paid for.
2: Yeah, it's, it's getting better at where they're at But have you actually looked at the monitor
0: I mean, are you saying look at the pictures Or look at the rest of the specs? No,
2: I, I'm saying like uh, Specs aside, the specs look decent But then take a look at the actual monitor And look at that wonderful Horrible RGB strip At the very bottom that faces you And changes color the whole time You're playing video games Oh, is that an RGB? I thought that was a sticker Nope, that is RGB built oh, into it that changes colors as you're playing games. Oh, groan, loud groan. That is why it's fucking $300 less than what I have. Oh,
0: my God, super groan. Okay, go with that Dell monitor I posted instead.
1: 10-4. All right, moving on. So CD Projekt Red game plus Cyberpunk 27.7 for 88 Dollars today.
2: That would so that would be every amazing.
1: CD project red game. Every CD project red game for eighty-eight dollars and you get Cyberpunk 7 is a pretty fucking good deal because if you've ever touched the Witcher 3, the amount of content in that game with the DLCs, all like this is like the, if you've ever gotten on sale, like I bought The Witcher 3, the like gold edition for like 15, 20 bucks. And that had The Witcher 3 plus The Wild Hunt plus all the different, the two other DLCs they came out with. That is hundreds it's worth of it. hours of content. Absolutely it worth is, it. This is a, a substantially great bargain that you can get. And I don't even, I don't even plan on buying Cyberpunk. But this is a great deal to get this. I don't. I don't know what else did CD Projekt Red put together, Damoc.
2: Uh, I mean, CD Projekt Red is really going to give you their alt, what they're calling the Ultimate Red Collection. They're going to pretty much give you every single version of The Witcher, and I believe all DLCs included, plus Cyberpunk 2077. If you didn't know CD Projekt Red was made famous for the first Witcher game. And I don't think they've produced anything before that, and after that of course we have Witcher 2, then we have the weird Thronebreaker, which was like the the Witcher Tales, and now we're going to Witcher 3, and now we're going into Cyberpunk 2077, but just so you're aware, the sale ends on the 4th of July at 5pm UTC. As of the time that you get this podcast and you hear it, you still have time to purchase it. It is $87.77 for the Ultimate Red Collection. And, I mean, uh, Cyberpunk hasn't been released. We don't know. It looks amazing from everything I've seen. But The Witcher 1, 2, and 3 alone are absolutely fucking worth the money. All right, I got to disagree with you
0: there. I have played through The Witcher, the original Witcher, and it is a struggle to get through that game. It reminds me okay. of Dun. If you remember the old game Dungeon Siege, it reminds me of that with worse controls.
2: Oh man, I love the original Witcher. That's how I got into fucking CD Projekt. Right. I love
0: the Witcher. I love the storyline of the game. The voice acting was pretty subpar, but I love the I love the story in the game. But the controls on that game are so frustrating. It's more frustrating than a choir full of retards singing rubber band, man.
2: The controls are really rough, and I will absolutely agree to them being really, really rough to first master. And what I absolutely hate about the game is that whether you want to or not, you have to play the game on easy because of the way you have to watch the mouse cursor and pay attention to where it's at so that you can continue to key up your strikes and move forward and the only real way to do that and properly do it is to put it on easy because the mouse actually shows you the animation of where you're at in the attacks so that you can, you know, queue them up for a sequence of attacks. Now, this is only Witcher I...
0: and Witcher 2, though. Witcher 3 has a completely different control scheme, which is significantly better and much more sophisticated. Oh,
2: agreed. Absolutely agreed. They, they took everything from Witcher 1 and Witcher 2 and said, nah, fuck that. We really need to do this well. And, I mean, that's why you see the Witcher 3 ported to every fucking system on the planet. Shit, I'm waiting for the mobile to come out. It's on Switch already. I'll buy it.
1: Okay, so put this in perspective for you. The Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition includes English, Dutch, French, uh, Polish, Portuguese, and two other languages that I, I think it might be... I want to say that's Russian.
0: I don't speak any of those, though. So.
1: And then the other one I think is Korean. Um, I don't remember per se. I might speak that last one. Okay, so... And the Game of the Year edition includes the base game, Witcher Hunt Wild 3, which also and the Game of the Year edition includes the two additional DLCs, which is Heart of Stone, which I think has something like a Rumpelstiltskin kind of themed event, Uh, themed DLC. I, I don't remember the exact story play of that one. Maybe it's like a genie, kind of, I don't remember, some sort of weird thing with this one guy who's immortal and all this crap and wishes and, sh- and shit. But then there was Blood and Wine, which had to deal with a vampire expansion. And both of them give you hours and hours of additional gameplay on top of a game that is already like a sp- pretty extensive game. And that's just, like, base, like, game stuff. Like, you add on top of, like, all the different side missions you have to do in these DLCs, and you have got hundreds of hours. So, that goes for currently, and it's 70% off. It goes for $14.99 on GOG.com. So, yeah, $88? like a $60 game this on top of it is like $15 at the best you can get but $88 gives you this plus all the other Witcher games like if you just wanted to play those just for the sake of playing those or having those I'd have to say that's a pretty good fucking deal and uh you might as well just do that because I mean like it's going to just add more game time to what you're already going to play even if you only play like a few hours of this stuff, like I think it's worth it.
0: It's a great way to get more sales for uh, C- for uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And I would have, like I- I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because I haven't really been looking at the statistics, but I would almost think that CD Projekt Red is trying to drum up more sales for Cyberpunk 2077. I think it's going to be a great game. In fact, I'm, I'm probably going to buy it before it comes out, since it's coming out like, fucking November now. Um, I had been telling myself I'm not going to buy it when it comes out, I'm not going to buy it when it comes out, but I'll probably, since it's coming out in November, I will probably buy it before it comes out. But I think um, I think this might, and, and there's just a part of me that thinks this. I think that CD Projekt Red is trying to drum up more sales for it with using their previous games. Because, like, look, I love The Witcher don't get me wrong, The Witcher is a great book series as well as it's a great ge- a great video game series. But out of all those games that are there, really The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is the only game that for the modern gamer is really worth playing. Like The Witcher and Witcher 2, if you can make it if you've got the fortitude to make it past the control scheme, then man, you rock. And this is definitely that's a bundle g- for you. But
2: I mean, that can be said about a lot of video games, though. Like, Dark Souls is fucking awful until you get to the third Dark Souls. Mm. No, nah, I can't play Dark Souls on PC, man. It is so fucking awful. You have to download all kinds of non-fucking-legitimate yeah, that, mod packs pro- to fix it. Yeah, them. that's
1: progression of development like they've realized that they could make controls better
0: it's, well that's Witcher 2 I mean Witcher 1 and 2 the base sucked.
1: game of it what it exists in these Witcher games itself is very compelling and very interesting it's like replaying some of these old N64 Rare games that you can get on um, Xbox 360 Xbox One like yeah the controls suck ass but at the same time it takes you back down memory lane And they have some really good um, stories. In this case of CD Projekt Red,
0: but great stories is like you you gotta you gotta get your head. Like nostalgia is one thing to sell on, and you can sell you can sell a bunch of games on nostalgia. But (coughs) pardon me. But there's only so far nostalgia can take you. Like, you gotta think about the Today Gamer. And the Today Gamer ranges from, you know, 8 years old to 60 years old. So you gotta think, like, nostalgia will get you so far. But it was like, okay, whenever I think of this, I always think of Resident Evil. So when Resident Evil first came out, the control scheme on it was painful. Painful. At the time, it was innovative because it's what you had. But going back and playing the original PlayStation Resident Evil is painful, and this is coming from somebody who loves the game. and And I love The Witcher, and 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 I I I I feel as as a gamer who loves these games that I I have this level of clarity with it that I can step back and say look, those, those controls suck. And it's okay that those controls suck because that's what we had for the time. But using, using the excuse of story to go back, story, I, I look at games at a whole, as a whole package, not just one element of it. And that might be a limitation of me, and I'm okay with that limitation. But I, I look at games as a whole. That's why when when a game comes out and, and people bash it because it's lacking X, Y, and Z, I'm looking at the opposite side and saying, well, it's lacking X, Y, and Z, but it has PDQ and ABC. So I understand that X, Y, and Z is important, but it has all of these other things that are the, the base elements for a great game. And that's kind of what I, when I look at any game, that's what I look at. And I can tell you that The Witcher and The Witcher 2 have great elements to them, but as a whole, just in today's market, in today's gaming environment, in today's gaming ecosystem, they just, they don't hold up to what a today gamer really is looking for. Now that doesn't mean that they're bad games in any way, shape, or form. It just it, it just means that they're they're not gonna hit the mark. Like, I wouldn't tell if somebody came to me and said, I love RPGs, I wanna play a good RPG, and they tell me the games that they've been playing, and they go off the line and they're like, Oh, I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen, I've been playing Path of Exiles, I've been playing World of Warcraft. Now nah, we'll take World of Warcraft out of that one. But they give you a list of games that are just more current. I couldn't in good conscience say, yeah, go back and play The Witcher.
2: Okay, that is agreed upon. Uh, I, I couldn't go back and say, go play The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2. I would definitely recommend The Witcher 3. And, and the best part about it is CD Projekt Red knows a lot about what they're doing, and you do not have to actually play The Witcher 1 or 2 to go with The Witcher 3, honestly. Exactly. It starts out with an Amnesia fucking thing, so you're good to fucking go across the board, but that's how all the games start out. Well,
0: that's why I love Metroid, is because Metroid starts off with some event that strips you of all your powers from the original game or the game before it, and you go on playing as if you had no powers originally.
1: Yes, but I still recommend spending the two to three hours to watch someone on YouTube who's put together the story of each of the Witcher games that preceded Wild Hunt. Little Gamer's Playground does a good job, Random Black Gamer does another good job. Watch those guys and you can get like the story from the first two Witcher games cuz it does help to complete the story.
0: Agreed. 100% agree. Go go watch it. Get the storyline from that. You can watch the cinematics on YouTube. Go watch them. But don't like and I hate that I'm saying this, but don't play them because they could actually sour you. Like if, if you go and you just try to play Witcher 1, then Witcher 2, it could actually sour you from playing the Witcher 3.
2: Could. Not yes. will, but could. Yes. Now see, I, I played the original Witcher. Uh, I only touched uh, Witcher 2, unfortunately. I haven't had a real good chance to sit down on that. And, unfortunately, my my 970 was shitty trying to play The Witcher 3. And I did not get to actually play all that much of it. Now that I have a, a new GPU, and potentially a newer one at the end of this year. Uh, I really want to go back and play through The Witcher 3. I have watched the game being played from start to finish, and... Wow, so many fucking side quests, and it's it's fantastic. It's amazing, dude. It really is. It's
0: it, dude. It, if you get it, it, like that is a game to go back and play. That that is a staple, and you I plan to. to.
2: I absolutely fucking plan to as soon as I can get everything set back up for it. But yeah, I I played the the first Witcher, and I played it all the way through, and it's a very difficult game to get through. And it was like trying to play the first couple Dark Souls. They're fucking bad the controls on dark souls are bad. And like what you were saying with resident evil, I played it on Sega Saturn. Cause that's what I had. And wow, the controls on that were fucking awful. Don't ever go back and play the original resident evil games. Yeah. Play the remakes, or play the new stuff, yeah, play the remakes, play the new stuff and the remakes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: They, 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 they took what worked and they, they put it into the remakes. Totally go back and play. And if they remade the witcher and the witcher Two. I, w- I would be first in line to pick them up and play them because I want to experience them, but God, they're just, they're just so hard. with, with, with the sophisticated control schemes that even like two man, three man indie companies have been able to master. Trying to go back and play the Witcher is, is painful and it's difficult, but not difficult because the, game is difficult but because the controls the interface is difficult to use
1: clunky but moving on great deal check it out consider it it's an extra 28 dollars. you can get additional games with it but we're going to move into damoc's favorite topic tonight because he really doesn't care about Cyberpunk 2077, folks. This has all been just a lie. He he does not care about that. You know, all the delays—they don't even phase him anymore. But Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles has remastered, and it is a free-to-play version. So, Damoc, please tell us how excited you are about
2: this. Uh, considering it's the only Final Fantasy game I've played start to finish um, yeah super fucking excited it was one of my absolute favorite games I remember when I had the GameCube and was looking for an RPG and was like oh okay my buddy gave me the game because he had already beaten it and wasn't interested in it I figured eh whatever it's not my type of thing but popped it in absolutely loved it lost it unfortunately I think I cracked the disc moving at one point in time uh so i just kind of let it go not a big deal it's always been in the back of my mind like man i i missed that fucking game i want to play it again and then today as i'm scrolling through it just says hey final fantasy crystal chronicles is being remastered and it's coming out on switch it's coming out on playstation it's going to be on ios it's coming out on android and then they were like hey we're going to do this weird free-to-play thing and i went oh well that is going to ruin it, and I take a look and, no, the graphics are looking good, the story's looking good, they even tout how they completely remastered the intro song and everything to really do a one-over on this game, and I'm going, what the fuck is the free-to-play thing aspect, if you get the game for free, you can play through the first three dungeons of the game. It also has complete cross-play from iOS, Android, PlayStation, and Switch. So everybody who gets the game for free can all play the first three dungeons in their own party.
0: So is it crossplay or cross-save?
2: It says cross-play. doesn't say cross-save. So I'm, To my understanding,
0: cross-play is where I'm on Switch and you're on PlayStation and I can play with you. But this is a single-player so, game, though, right?
2: It, it, yes and no. Apparently, you can form the party in the game, which is going to be new to me. Because when I played it, I played it by myself. Right? Um, apparently, now, you can have each member of the team... <laughs> I believe it's four players. So each member of the team can be a different player. But I do believe it is on... The person who's hosting it game save and not the people playing. Okay. But I don't know for sure. Okay. I haven't seen that aspect. And that would be hey, four, the four of us, you know, tagging Zyber because maybe he wants to play, or even Co, who really loves the game as well. He said, uh, we get the game and we all play for free. We, you know, Co hosts it. Three of us join in. We have a four player co op going, having a good time. If Co or one of us purchases the game and then has everybody else connect to it, it automatically unlocks all 13 dungeons and all content for the game that everybody can play through. But the people who have the free version, as soon as they disconnect from that session, will only have the free version of stuff. Which I thought was a very interesting thing. They do not require everybody to own a copy of the game. That's a new way of trying things. It's kind
0: of like uh, the way Fantasy Ground works there, is if one person has the ultimate license, everybody else who has the free client can join in and play with all
2: of their assets. As long as the person that purchased it is, like, hosting yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that seems to be new Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, and I'll probably play it solo um, because I'm going to purchase it myself, but... Yeah, and maybe we'll play it online and do some free version shit. You know, when that game
0: came out, it got horrible reviews. And yeah. I mean horrible reviews. But I was always interested in it, and I never got around to playing it. So maybe this will be the time. Did t- it really get horrible reviews? When it first came out, it it got bomb reviews. Like, now it's, I think, in 80s or 90s for, for Metacritic. Like, it's, it's, it's much better now. But when it first came out, it got hammered because I remember it was the only Final Fantasy that I didn't touch because everybody that I knew said except for D was like this game blows this game is horrible And I'm like god it can't be that bad it's it's that's a Final Fantasy they don't put that tag on any game that just comes
2: out so maybe this will be the yeah, this will be weird. the game that makes I, me uh, play it I didn't know about it I picked it up and loved it
0: yeah I'm, I'm actually you know I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest. Uh, On a side note that uh, really has no bearing on anything else that we've been talking about, I did not know that Dying Light had so many friggin' DLCs to it. Do you
1: really want to get into this? Do you really want to turn this into a Joe Rogan podcast where we go on for three? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I just
0: episodes. wanted to point out. Do you really want to I just do that? wanted to point you, out that there's a lot of friggin' DLC for Dying Light. Like, I thought there was just a base game and a couple of DLCs, but there's a lot of friggin'. There's a new DLC coming out called Hell Raid. It comes out in July. I, I, I did not know that they were still developing for this game. I'm pretty shocked, to be perfectly honest.
2: Well, uh if you really want to jump into the rabbit hole because Blue really wants us to and he's kind of been egging us on to go into a four-hour podcast here. Uh, have did I, you know have I really been Wii doing that? And, have I really been doing that? That the have... Wii and the Wii U are still getting games Bullshit. in 2020? They're not getting new games developed for them. They are they still are. getting new games Fuck in you. I need a
0: link. There's. I am not believing you. I, I am I am actively Daymok. I am actively Please against you right now. There's it. no way that that is possible. It is
1: possible n- because Xbox 360, after the Xbox One came out, still managed to release an Xbox 360 exclusive. The
0: Wii? You're telling me that the Wii, the Wii yes. that came out over what a decade ago, yes. is still got new games coming out for it? Yes.
2: Shakedown Hawaii is Nintendo Wii U. And all that, they're still getting it. So, Shakedown Hawaii is the newest game coming out for the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo Wii U. And guess what? This is June 26, 2020 at 12.40 p.m. Link. EDT on Polygon. I'm Link, linking it I need now. I it now. Link it. I, I'm still not believing it. Because... The reason
1: why they're doing this is because after you spend all that time and money into a game, do you really want to change it up? Do you really want to develop it for a different platform? Like the Wii to the Wii U really wasn't a big jump, if you ask me. The Wii U to the Switch, that was a change. So they're really not going to... It's like all that time and money that they spent in it, they're not going to blow that shit. So yeah, they're still developing games
2: yeah now that to be said shakedown Hawaii will be released on July 9th for Nintendo switch PlayStation 4 PlayStation 4 PlayStation Vita Windows PC and uh Coming in May 2019 I guess With a Nintendo 3DS port Arriving in September 2019 The top down action RPG But I guess it's coming to Wii and Wii U On July 9th Everybody else has to wait Oh, Dude the Vita is dead There's no way people are still making stuff for the Vita Dude it launches for the Vita man
0: It's in the article I posted in the recording Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Shakedown Hawaii was released for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and Windows PC in May of 2019.
1: Because it is not an A list game. They don't have this budget to just drop their development, the time that they've spent on. But who
0: the fuck makes games for the Vita? Like okay, look, I love the Vita. I, I I was a big supporter of the Vita, but the Vita is fucking dead. Like, let See, it so die. Who
1: still plays with a bing bag?
0: Well, I play hacky sack. Does that count?
1: Yeah. Who still plays hacky sack? Well, me. These people who think hacky sack is the greatest thing ever and like standing around in circles, hitting hitting a ball with their freaking feet.
0: Well, I mean, it's better it's than the a bocce. people who do
1: that are the same type of people who just still grip that PlayStation Vita, who want that PlayStation portable gaming device to go with them everywhere and who haven't embraced new technology. Well, look,
0: the PlayStation Vita was an amazing piece of technology, especially when you put PS4 remote on there.
1: Same guys who play hacky say stuff like that. The hacky sack was a great invention, was a wonderful thing.
0: Well, I mean, it was. It's a simple fucking sack full of beads that you can just literally have hours and hours of entertainment with.
1: Just like the PlayStation Vita.
0: Look, even with a guy (laughs) who likes this shit, it's dead. Fucking let it die. I I feel like we're watching Justice League right now and Superman just came out and grabbed a hold of Batman and said, you wouldn't let me stay dead.
1: That's Superman's fault. That ain't Batman's fault. It's Superman's fucking fault.
2: So if you still have a Wii or a Wii U, which is newer than the Wii, plugged in and that's what you got. And guess what? You got a new game coming towards you. Be on the lookout for it. I have a Wii as well as a Vita. So it looks like I'm getting a new game.
1: Awesome. Well, Cecil, in addition to celebrating this new game, where can the people
0: find you you can usually find me trolling twitch just uh completely dissing dr disrespect because i hate that fucker i i want i want to get under his skin no i'm joking i don't even waste my time uh you can find me on cecil versus games on twitch or not on twitch on twitter you can find me on cecil xavier on twitch um you won't be able to find me on mixer any longer because they're going out of fucking style uh, you can find me everywhere else at Cecil Xavier, Discord, Facebook, Ustream. Um, if I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll sign up there. I'm pretty unique, though. Like, There's not a lot of Cecil Xaviers out there. There's one other Cecil Xavier on Facebook. But he's like a... I want to say he's either Middle Eastern or Italian. He's definitely not me. I'm really a pale-ass white boy.
1: Yeah, you are. And, Damoc, where can the good people find you, sir?
2: I exclusively throw my money at eGirls on Twitch or, you know, troll the GNA podcast. Yeah, it's trolling the GNA podcast. I wish I had money to throw at the eGirls on Twitch. But, you know, you can always find me in the podcast and talking shit.
1: And, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Blue Shark45, your host this evening on the GNA podcast. And you can find me on our GNA Discord as well as many other discords as Blue Shark45. You can also tweet at me at Blue Shark45. And because of things and people, you know, messing around with the First Amendment and you know, muting people and all this other shit. You can also find me on an app called Parler. That's P A R L E R as Blue Shark Forty Five. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ah, uh, fuck! What this shit is this? Ah. Uh. Ah, uh, it's freaking HTML stuff. Damoc, do you want to explain this HTML shit to the? Day-
2: W there may be one too many W's, but you can definitely find us at and come Fuck your hearing. I hope you crashed your vehicle listening to this <laughs> I, goodbye I thought your video
0: froze there for like at least 10 seconds
1: ladies and gentlemen the GNA podcast does not hope you have physically harmed yourself or other drivers on the interstate system or roadways drive safe and have a good night ladies and gentlemen have a
0: good night man. take care we hope you enjoyed the show, GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Attic, FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us
1: know, we'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixter at www.mixter.com forward slash GNAPodcast. And join us every second Saturday of the month for Horror Movie Night hosted by Zyberblood. This month's horror movie night will consist
0: of the movie The Crazies and The Ring. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And
1: please email us at GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA. One with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com.
0: There's a really good chance I'm throwing up tonight.